This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. This is the weekly weather for May 21st to May 28th. Next week is Memorial Day. Sun went into Gemini. We have another super intense week ahead of us. And I remember an old poem from when I was young. Spring is sprung. The bird is on the wing. My, my, how observed. I thought the wing was on the bird. You know, bad way to start the podcast. But it is Gemini. They're into limericks and uh, little rhyming things. So anyway, the energy this week is very fast. So we're going to jump right into it and go forward with all the cool stuff that you can anticipate as part of your uh, journey here on this planet Earth. Um, and we are finished with eclipse season, which is good. But we are going to have the nodes of fate triggered a couple times this week, which means that uh, when that happens, we really do, uh, we have the eclipse energies kind of activate again. So even though they're finished, like the intense part's done, with the with Mars coming to square the nodes and a big old cross in the sky, or a T-square if you don't like the south node being a point in a cross, um, a lot of intense energy. I know you're getting tired of intense weeks. I am too. Um but the good news is uh, we're changing, changing, right? So off we go. Let's look at what's what's our week ahead. Uh, this is our stuff. So the week is, of course, May 21st to May 28th. And Memorial Day weekend is next weekend. Um, so not too many aspects this week, but the ones we have are intense. And we have Mars having gone into Leo and opposing Pluto. This week, he's going to square Jupiter, and he's also going to square the nodes. Now, Mars in Leo is a sign of a lion, so it's a little happier. And, of course, he's in bounds, uh, which is good because he was out of bounds for months, it seemed like. Venus is still out of bounds. So our girlfriend up there is going to be causing a little bit of fuss fuss and fun when she's in Cancer because she's a little – she's going to change every two and a half days when the moon changes. Mercury retrograde is almost finished. We have to go till May 31st, which is next week. So this week you can still have your ghosts appearing. It is Mercury in Taurus. Lots of people have been reporting equipment issues because Taurus, of course, is our physical Mercury's. Phones, cell phones, computers. I got a hard drive. Not a hard drive. I've got one of those little things I plug my recorder in and it gets mad at me every time I do it. And I keep going, I just need you to make it a couple more days, babe. Um, so we're working on this Mercury leaving its shadow, but it does bring your ghosts back. And because it's hanging out with the nodes and because the station point for it is on a world point, 15 of the Taurus, which 15 of the fixed is a world point, we do know we can expect some interesting news this week as Mercury goes towards that uh, shadow. So first up today on Sunday, we had the um, sun entering Gemini. Again, my spring is sprung poem. Uh, so the sun will be in Gemini for 30 days. And this week it runs until uh, 6.52 Gemini. So it's going zipping along. As the sun enters Gemini, it's now shifting its ruler. Before it was in Taurus, it was answering to Venus. Now it's answering to Mercury. Uh, Mercury, of course, we're going to watch because he's still in his retrograde shadow. So again, really important news. And of course, Sun and Gemini 
wants to negotiate, wants to explore options, wants to understand the possibilities, sometimes has a little trouble making decisions. It can dither a bit, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Should I do this? Should I do that? And because as the sun goes into Gemini, the moon is out of bounds in Gemini, there's a little bit of extra uh, back and forth energy with this, uh, with this season of Gemini. And we're heading towards the summer solstice when the sun gets to, <coughs> excuse me, the highest it goes on the uh, Northern hemisphere. So this is our official spring heading into summer. Get ready, get ready. So the, the summer solstice chart is nice, or the the, Mar, the, 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 the the Gemini sun ingress chart is nice. You can see it's right in a nice little, little sextile there to Mars, right? And actually right after that, um, the sun trines Pluto, right? Because Pluto's at zero of Aquarius. So that's a power energy from the sun's perspective. And Pluto in Aquarius is, you know, he's going to leave on June 10th and head back into Capricorn. But this gives us a little idea of what our Pluto in uh, Aquarius journey is going to be. He went in there in Aries and then he spent Taurus in there and now he's there in Gemini. So he's the first three signs of the Zodiac always talk to us about how we're initiating things. Aries is how we start stuff. Taurus is what are we growing. Gemini is how we're communicating. So as the sun trines Gemini, we're going to be working with that energy and, and trying to uh, anticipate what the choices and the options are. And it does give us choices. That's the beauty of Gemini. Um, and it also tends to be a little neutral. It, um, it It's uh, back and forth, the explore both options, understand things, doesn't really tend to be biased, but it isn't always truthful, no offense to our Gemini friends, because it understands what you hear and how you hear it. And, and, and you know, my job, you know, I'm a Virgo with Mercury in Libra square Mars. So one of the things I do is I hear what gets left out. Well, they said this, but they didn't say that. You know, and so when you have that, it's kind of like, oh, well, there's this and there. Well, what about these other things that you're not mentioning? Oh, you're asking about those, are you? Um, and so the Gemini sun does encourage us because Mercury's in Taurus. Uh, you want to be a little careful with what you're told because Mercury is going to take it literally and believe it because Mercury in Taurus doesn't really question things it kind of goes, well, that's what they said. And it's like, yeah, that is what they said. But what didn't they say, right? So when I was younger, my mother uh, was diagnosed with colon cancer. And my father, who's a physician, called to say it didn't spread to her liver, right? That's what he said. So what I heard was it didn't spread to her liver. But then I said, well, what did they operate? What did they take out? And they took out her uterus and they took out her ovaries and they took out a bunch of stuff, which you probably wouldn't take out if it had not spread at all, but it hadn't spread to the liver, which is what my father said. And so everybody in the family heard it hadn't spread, but I heard it hadn't spread to the liver. This is the problem with being a Virgo. And I got into fights with my family members. And then six months later, when my mother died, Everybody was like, I thought it didn't spread. I'm like, no, no, I told you. He said it didn't spread to the liver because if it spread to the liver, it's really pretty fatal pretty quickly, but it just spread to the 
abdominal area. And, you know, so that's the energy this week. You want to really listen to what's said and more importantly, what's not said or the what you hear and how you filter it because Mercury is still in its retrograde shadow. And so you may have someone say, bop, 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 and you go, okay, but then pay attention to what they didn't say or pay attention to what they said, but they left out. It's an interesting week because we do need to do that because this ingress involves both the sun and the moon in Gemini, which is what the, um, what's the right word for it? The, infer the inference, right? They inferred this, but what did they actually mean when they said that? You want to go a little deeper. Sun's trining Pluto right after it goes into the ingress. It says, pay attention to the details. Jupiter's squaring Pluto. Mars is opposite Pluto. Pay attention to the details. What didn't they say? Or what did they say that you're running off with? And then are you listening to it? You know, or hearing it underneath, right? That's the that's the underneath story. What's that underneath story? Um, then the next aspect <clears throat> that happens is Mars, Sun sextiles Mars. Now this is a closing sextile. Remember the faster planet is Mars, Sun is coming in for a landing, he's gonna catch up with them. But sextiles are distributive energies, either expanding, they're distributing, that's when you get the paper plates and the and the paper and the crayons from the teacher in school. Get ready, we're gonna start a new project or closing. Sextiles is when the teacher comes and picks up the papers. And I'm saying teachers because the sun is in Gemini. Gemini rules teachers. So this is, of course, we're all, all everybody's graduating. There's all these graduation pictures on Facebook, but sun is in a closing sextile to the Mars, which is saying, okay, now what are you gonna do? Um, and, and how are we getting there? So right off the bat, it enters Gemini, trines Pluto, sextiles Mars. There's a little story there around how we proceed and un how we understand power. And remember last week we had Mars opposite Pluto. Um, then Mars squares Jupiter, this big old T-square that we have in the sky, right? Mars here opposite the sun, squaring Jupiter and Taurus. And we have the nodes of fate. Now, some people don't count the nodes in planetary pictures. I do, because studied Vedic astrology, Jyotish astrology, and they treat planet, they treat nodes like planets. They're very powerful. So I count them and I have to say I think I'm right. <laughs> but you know, everybody, everybody gets to do their own astrology. So call it a T-square, call it a cardinal cross, or call it a fixed cross. I'm good. But it's a fixed cross. It's the planets are fighting and arguing and they're having a little war, planetary war up there, Mars opposite Pluto, Jupiter. Now, of course, we're seeing it with this debt ceiling negotiations, right, with the uh, president and the Congress. So that's that's a good example of it because debt is Scorpio, South Node. We got debt. We got to pay it off. We've run up our credit cards. How are we going to do it? So we do see with Mars going past Jupiter that there's an opportunity to shift. And then at the end of the week, Mars is going to square the, the nodes and make choices. So this is important. But because Mars is now in Leo, everybody gets a little puffy, right? You know, everybody roars in their corner. I'm, I'm a lion. I'm going to roar. As opposed to Gemini Sun. Well, let's sit down and kind of talk about what we're doing. So it's not a great week for that kind of stuff. And the early part of the week, Sun's closing aspect is to Neptune. 
or I'm sorry, moon's closing aspect is to Neptune uh, with in Gemini and also when it's in Cancer. Um, so those those moons are a little deceptive. <laughs> they don't, you know, you don't really know what's going on. That's why I want you really paying attention to the details. Well, what you said was this, but what you meant was this. And it's helpful to look at the person's Mercury to see how they're communicating or look at what the Mercury's doing at the moment you hear it. Very easy. Just note the time on your watch. The next time you get near your computer or your cell phone, pull up the chart. Look at what aspects Mercury's making, because he's a little murky this week. He's not always telling the truth. Plus, he's in Mercury retrograde shadow. So he kind of fesses up a lot of the stuff that he had going one way now shifts. And this is one of those, those aspects where a lot of times they go, well, no, I didn't say that. And you're like, yeah, you did. And they're like, no, I didn't. And of course, that's, again, the trouble with being a Virgo. You remember what they said. <laughs> and then they go, well, that's not what I meant. It's like, all right, well, that's what you said. And so this is that week. That's that kind of energy all week. So just roll with it and look at it and say, okay, so I want you to go listen to the pink song, Just Give Me a Reason, because it's the song about a couple communicating, not so good all the time, but also like, let's give it another chance. Let's try again. Let's Let's look at that and give me a reason we can go forward. We can move in a new direction because now the eclipses are done and now we're moving forward. So, you know, just give me a reason. Well, let's talk about this. Give me a reason we can move forward. With Mars square Jupiter, it activates that uh, cross or that T-square, whichever you prefer, but it's potent. Very intense week with that Mars. Mars-Pluto is a war aspect. And also we were, uh, we just had Biden over in uh, Hiroshima um, where we dropped the atomic bomb back, you know, at the end of World War II. Uh, and, you know, kind of reminding, you know, when you go to, when you go to Japan and you go to that city and you see it, it's a really, really powerful, uh, really powerful um, exhibit. It's just actually scary, frankly. Um, you know, what one bomb can do. So this is the Mars-Pluto, the opposition, and the square to Jupiter. So the planets are fighting. And you know what that means. When as above, so below, we will be fighting down here on Earth. Next up, nice one, Venus sextiling Uranus. That happens on Friday, and that's fun. Now I'm going to be doing an astrology conference. There's NORWAC this weekend. So in Seattle, it's a hybrid. You can come online. But, you know, a gathering uh, out there in Seattle at the 39th annual NORWAC and Venus sextile Uranus. Lovely day to start an astrology conference. But also Venus sextile Uranus is an opening sextile. So Venus is in the mood. She's happy. She's feeling good. She's talking. She's answering to her. She's disposited by the um, sun in Leo. Happy, happy. Uh, and so that energy is nice and juicy and fun and forward motion and interesting stuff. Not the sun in Leo, the moon in Leo. Um, so that energy has got a creativity component to it. And Venus in her sex style to Uranus, she just feels good. Um, and of course, she rules Uranus. So the two of them, because Uranus is in Taurus, this is a nice collaborative fun energy. Next up on Friday, Mars squares the nodes of fate. Not so much a fun one. But it is a decisive one. And Mars is opposite Pluto, of course, because that's what he's been doing this week. 
separating. He also had the square to Jupiter separating, uh, action-oriented opening square to Jupiter. And now as he squares the nodes, it's a system thing we call in the bends. So when Mars, when a planet squares the nodes, it offers us a choice. And that's always fun to see which way we're choosing. Uh, so in this case, south node in Scorpio, that's the ruler Mars, that's ruled by Mars. North node in Taurus, are we going towards Venus in Cancer? And she's talking to a Leo moon. Are we going towards creativity? Are we going towards expansion? She just came off her, her sextile with Uranus, so she's all a Twitter and happy. And so that's helpful, you know, with this aspect, with the Mars square of the nodes. But we have to remember when we're looking at it, this is it. It's a grand cross. Uh, grand crosses are tough because they're fixed energy. It's kind of like four cars pulling up at the stop sign at the same time, trying to figure out who's going to go first. So who's going to go first in this case is Pluto in Aquarius, because right? he's the lowest number. And then we're going to go, mm, who's next? Jupiter. He's over there at two. Who's next? Mm, the Mars squaring the nodes, making those choices. Notice there's a quincunx to Saturn and Pisces. Whatever the choices that are made under this square uh, have a consequence to them that is not necessarily easy because Saturn and Mars are in a Virgo-shaped quincunx. So, and Saturn, of course, is in Pisces. Now, he's got, he's going to get at that point two more times because he's going to go retrograde in a few weeks. But this is not an easy peasy, um, this is not an easy peasy cross. And we're building to it on Friday. The good news is once we get to Friday, it pops. That's helpful. At, on Sunday, we have the sun in Gemini squaring Saturn, which, of course, on Friday made these decisions. And the sun in Gemini, again, back and forth, back and forth. Mercury's still in its retrograde shadow. Um, and so the practical, physical decisions that we're making this week are really important. And it's also important to understand the clarity and the details of what's said and unsaid, right? Because that's a that's a component of it. So when we're looking at what's said, what's unsaid, and with Mercury in his retrograde shadow, you may find out some stuff because he's telling tales. And as he tells the tales, we're learning things we didn't know before. So really listen very carefully this week because underlying all this energy with the sun in Gemini, there's two versions. There's the, it didn't spread, or it didn't spread to the liver. I'm a program, I'm a computer programmer. Those friggin' details matter, you know. But everybody else heard it didn't spread, right? So you want to kind of pay attention. And it is a good week to clarify as best you can. Did you mean this, or did you mean that? And if they waffle on the answer, assume they they chose towards the um, uh, omission. I was raised Catholic. There's commission and omission, right? The sins of omission, the sins of commission. Uh, when you omit something on purpose, well, I didn't tell you because I knew you'd be mad. Right? So you knew you, <laughs> you knew you didn't tell me on purpose. You didn't lie to me, but you didn't tell me. That's what this energy is. So it's important, and it does give us a little bit of a a nuanced energy because the south node in Scorpio is now answering to Mars and Leo, which can get a little huffy pretty quickly because Mars and Leo is you didn't tell me the truth. 
because Mars and Leo hates to be disrespected and it hates it when people are not honest and it hates it when it, you know, it roars when attacked, right? So well, Mars and Leo on top of this story can make it, us be a little emotionally overreactive. So when you look at them, when they don't, or, you know, if it's you, prepare to be caught because this is an energy you get caught on. Well, why do you ask? Uh, well, are you are you doing this? Why do you ask? Because that's the answer right there, right? It's that kind of week. So hopefully not too bad on your world, but it is a week of reveals. We had the new moon webinar. This is a great new moon. You can go buy the slides. It is very, very juicy. It also has the sun and moon on the fixed, on the asteroid Phaeton, which is involves the fall from grace. Uh, and Apollo. So there's a lot of energy of falls from graces this week. And of course, last week <laughs> we had Rudy Giuliani's lawsuit. Um, can't make some of this stuff up, you know? Uh, I couldn't even read it. I was, my stomach turned and I have a pretty tough stomach. So forward we go. All right. So the uh, back to our dates here. Uh, the sun goes from zero Gemini to 655 Gemini. And as we talked, it has the sun trine Pluto, the sun sextile Mars, and the sun square Saturn. Busy week for the sun. Busy week for consciousness. Of course, it is in Gemini. You can take it two ways. But because it answers to Mercury and Taurus, you're probably going to pick the way you like best. And that's okay. Mercury this week has a square to Pallas Athena. And it runs uh, as far as 12. You know, it's going forward now. It goes from uh, goes up to 12 Taurus, 44. It doesn't have a whole lot of aspects, but it does have a little strategic decision making to make on the 24th. Venus this week goes from 1440 to 22 Cancer, uh, and she has the sextile to Uranus. She also has a little bit of a health aspect on the 21st. So you can have, I mean, I've got a little snuffly cold thing here. I think it's actually allergies at this point. I don't think it's a cold, but. Um, and at the end of the week, Venus has a sesquiquadrate to Saturn. So she's a little stressed out with what Saturn wants her to do. And Saturn is on a world point and Venus is on a world point. So there can be, a, I didn't put this in the charts, but that's gonna be on the 28th on Sunday. There can be a little bit of stress energy on Sunday with Venus and Saturn in terms of how things are done. Uh, Mars this week goes from zero Leo to uh, four Leo, um, 428 Leo, and uh, it has the square to Jupiter, as we mentioned. It also has the square to the nodes. It also has a couple of quintiles to Saturn and Uranus, which give it proper uh, problem-solving abilities. But it is this big old cardinal cross uh, this guy, that's the feature of the week, the, the astrological feature. I was thinking I should have astrological features. That's the astrological feature of the week. Um, Saturn this week doesn't really do much. Pluto has a sesquiquadrate to partnership, so he's renegotiating partnerships, but that's also part of the Mercury going direct. Um, the home and hearth planet, a lot of energy around moving. Of course, we're clearing out dorm rooms and kids are coming home from college and Everybody's kind of shuffling and changing for the summer stuff. So that uh, Vesta goes as high as 19 Taurus. Athena not doing much at all. Uh, and that's the, really the feature for the week. So it's uh, those are the energies. And then when we look at the moon, 
calendar, our week this week, we had that lovely new moon in, uh, in July here. We're gonna go back to May. Okay, we're in May. So today uh, we are heading towards, the today is the 21st. The moon is in, uh, went void this morning and this afternoon at 612 anyone void from Gemini with a square to Neptune. It entered Cancer tonight at 11.28 p.m. on the Sunday the 21st, and the Sun entered Gemini's today. So the Moon is in Cancer uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It goes void at 5.12 in the morning, and it goes void with a trine to Neptune. And then it's void until 10.30 in the morning East Coast time when it enters Leo, and it's in Leo Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday going void at 2.38 in the morning. And then it goes void with a square to Uranus. So moon square Uranus, kind of sudden unexpected changes. And then it goes into Virgo at 11.05 p.m. on the 26th. And it'll be in Virgo Friday the 26th, Saturday the 27th, Sunday the 28th. And it goes void at 5.46 a.m with an opposition to Neptune. A lot of Neptune this week. You heard Neptune, 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 right? So, and a little Uranus thrown in. So it's an interesting week for creation uh, and getting things done. And of course, next weekend is Memorial Day and I will be in Norwalk uh, in Seattle. So I'll try and get the, po the podcast up some point there. Uh, and then we're into, the, we're into the summer. Memorial Day marks the beginning of summer, right? And that's the week ahead. So hopefully you have a good time the intense days this week are um, Wednesday. Wednesday is a little dicey. Monday's got a lot of flow, a lot of flow, a lot of flow. The square to Mars triggers on the 23rd, so we'll see what that's like. And that can be good or bad. You know, Mars square Jupiter is an excess energy. Uh, and then towards the end of the week, um, the, the uh, Saturday is intense, but not particularly hard. But the energy of this cardinal cross, or the Kikulong cardinal cross, the en energy of this fixed cross is strong. So be careful out there. And remember, you're a child of the universe. It's unfolding as above, so below. Wherever these guys are landed in your chart, you're evolving. Sometimes evol evolution's not easy, just want to say. But other times, other times you go, yeah, I'm evolving. I'm in, I'm in, I'm on it. Cup full of stars, sign up. You get a daily audio, a song sent to you every day and the list of the aspects. Also, uh, you can get the list of the aspects on um, Twitter. We're going to Norwalk this weekend uh, in person. I'll be there in person. If you see me, come up and say hi. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you because I like to meet people. Um, and they're also it's also a hybrid. So if you haven't signed up and you want to go watch, sign up. Uh, it's the 39th annual Norwalk. And then behind that, I'll be in Omega uh, at the last week in June, right 4th of July. These Apparently, I'm working on the holiday weekends this year. Um, so June 30th through July 2nd with Rick Levine, Lynn Bell, Rachel Lang, and the lovely Maurice Fernandez. So hopefully, you'll have a great week. Take care, be well, and uh, remember, this is your life. Make it the best you can. Bye.